Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans, pro football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Show a weekly endeavor. And it seems like every week I've got a different co-pilot. Like last week I had Eddie George, man. He took control and almost looped this thing. Uh, but I've got a guy, you know, I know he can flip it. And uh, his name is Drew Chrisman, former punter for the Ohio State University, now punter for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, working on that original contract. And we're going to get into some details about, wow, the circuitous route you take to finally become a starting punter in the National Football League, the Shield. Uh, but Drew Chrisman, welcome to the Tim May Show, my man. Hey, thanks for having me, Tim. Anytime. And you know, there's been thousands, there's maybe now there's been, been millions. There's been hundreds of thousands of guys who've signed an NFL contract. So that's not the crux of this story. There are very few, maybe I'm wrong. You might be the only one, but there probably are a few active NFL players who uh, on the side just started a uh, decided to do a DoorDash uh, uh, <laughs> career. And that's what, as you all know, I, I immediately messaged you the other day when I was watching one of your various uh, 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 videos. Uh, I guess it's strapped or body videos or head videos of you making deliveries with DoorDash, uh, collecting your tips or whatever, and turn around and buying meals for homeless or even sometimes handing homeless uh, the cash or whatever. But uh, number one, what's wrong with you, man? Hey, I mean, if anybody should know, you should know, Tim. Um, I'm not your typical football player. And I don't know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. With... You know why? You're a punter. Now go ahead. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I mean, I'm a specialist. I, naturally, we're quirky in our own way. And uh, I yep. think I just got a little extra fairy dust in that category. And uh, I'm running with it. This is my brainchild at the moment. And I'm having as much fun as ever. I don't know. There were some bottle flip videos that might have, you know, passed this moment at the moment, but we'll see where we can take this. Oh, no, that bottle flipping, man, that took you places. Just think if there'd been uh, name, image, and likeness deals back then, you know, if there'd been collectives. I mean, the amount of cash you would have – I mean, it's, it's crazy the guys who missed out, man. You know what I mean, right? Just by a year. Just by a year. Yeah, um, yeah my face would have – could have been on a Sony bottle. Who knows? Yeah, but, I mean, it could have been several years while you were at uh, the Ohio State University applying your trade, trying to become a uh, a big-time punter, which you did, and then now in the National Football League. But let's get back to the DoorDash thing real quick because it's intriguing. Because number one, there's a, uh, a goodwill gesture involved with this, but just the entertainment value of these videos, number one, what, what, what intrigues you or what enticed you to start recording them, I guess, on video instead of just doing it because their video is what really makes it as far, you know, you're taking people along. Right. Well, yeah, I did it at first. Didn't really, didn't really record it didn't post anything. And I haven't really, if, if you've been familiar with my social media the last couple of years, I haven't really posted too much, certainly not as much as I did in college. Um, 
at this level, uh, you know, you feel like you gotta, gotta, kind of gotta walk on eggshells. You know, you're, you're kind of scared to put anything out there that might rub someone the wrong way. College, you gotta live with more freedom, but here, you know, there's only 32 jobs and uh, especially at my position, I'm very replaceable. Um, I have seen that time and time again in the, just yeah. a few years that I've been in this business. And so I've been, yeah, really playing it safe and just kind of just focusing on football itself. And obviously it's worked out, you know, yeah, I was able to make it crack through the starting roster last year, but a part of me missed that, that college, just that creative energy that I had, you know, creating videos, whether it was just doing bottle flipping or whatnot. And uh, yeah, while I was doing this, I was like, this would make a great video. I am really enjoying it. You know, I'm having a great time doing it. Very therapeutic in a way, relaxing, just how simple it is, you know. I load up an app, I get an order, I pick it up, go deliver to somebody and make their day. I was like, that's just a whole story in itself right there. You know, yes. that's just, that could be a whole video right there. So um, I saw a guy actually doing it on Instagram already. And so he kind of showed me like, this is, you know, this is something people enjoy. And so I just tried it myself and uh, to put a little bit of a different spin on it at the end and the, uh, the charitable way that I like to do. And I did in uh, college, even with the bottle flipping. So, yeah. Some guy's watching, he calls his wife in and goes, look, they don't pay those punters enough for them to even make a living. They've got to deliver DoorDash. They uh, used to do that back in the day in the summer. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, John Unitas. Like it used to be. You name, sure. any, you name any big-time NFL players from the 60s and 70s, they all had part-time or maybe full-time jobs. They just played football part-time. You know what I'm saying, right? Right. It's gotten a little out of hand as of late, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, real quick though, uh, about what, the one I like best so far was when you were trying to deliver cookies to the, uh, I think to the police department or something, and you end up in the jail and you, uh, or you end up in one of the, 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 the processing department of the, of maybe where they bring criminals in, get them processed or whatever. And you keep going in the wrong doors and stuff. And finally you find the guy who ordered the cookies for the police department. I'm really stunned that they weren't donuts, but they were cookies, um, <laughs> But that was interesting. What I mean, you, you you didn't get in trouble, but because you know you get that little innocent look about you, right? But uh, that was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, you act like you're you're you know you're in the right place. People just yeah. let you go through, and uh, certainly if you tell them you got some cookies and you're looking for somebody, they don't really bat an eye. And I very well could have just walked all the way up to a jail cell and I just got in a bunk with a guy, and I don't think anybody would have said anything for a little bit until the guy got hungry and was missing his cookies. But uh, yeah. eventually we got the cookies to him. It was all good. But yeah, that's the beauty of it. I never know when I take an order, you know, what's what my route and what story is going to, you know, lie ahead for the next 10, 15 minutes. And uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just every single order can, has whole new world of opportunity. So yeah. Like your map app took you to the shortcut to get to the, uh, to get to one place, what what do you know? You took it up three flights of stairs. You had to take your bike up three flights of stairs and then down three flights of stairs. What across a freeway or something? But uh, it has been an adventure, right? You've you've even gone across the river, right? Along. Yeah. Um, I mean, right. There I don't want to get play by play got... too much here, but I think these are all intriguing. Go ahead. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, right right there in Cincinnati. You know, you're you're kind of right on the border and. Yeah, I, I have many deliveries where I'm in Kentucky, and the only way to get over it is just go by going over a bridge. So, um, yeah, there is certainly there's certainly no lack of workout uh, to this as well. And that was a big reason why I initially started it at the beginning um, was to just get a little extra conditioning at this time. Not really for the money per se, but just, um, you know, we get a break this time. Not really. Everybody kind of goes their own way. And 
it's not like it's not like college where I got Coach Mick in my ear all the time. You know, yeah. this is really this is like this is really the season in some parts. It just never stops in college here. It's kind of up to your own, you know, personal regimen. And uh, I thought about getting a Peloton. Uh, I enjoyed cycling while in college. Plus, as a punter, you know, directly correlates to my my career as you know, leg strength and uh, I don't know. Something about me just was not willing to dish out that money and the uh, membership. So. DoorDash found a way into uh, my life, and I'm getting a heck of a workout from it for sure. Yeah, you you know, I, I hate to scare you, but I think you're a little bit like me in the sense too. Though I've got a bike, and I, even though I'm 69, I ride it occasionally. But I I've almost got to be going somewhere. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like I got to have an end goal there, not just a big old circuit. You know, and uh, the worst thing I ever like to do, ever like doing, is going one way and then turn right and coming right back the same way, especially if there are hills involved, <laughs> no, but uh, you know what I mean? You, you've given yourself purpose to your exercise and uh, I think it's ingenious, but explain to people too, let's get back to the end, the end result here about what you're doing with the tips, the money you make, like, you know, the, the spillage you had on that pizza where you still got the delivery still counted uh, but the lady got her money back, but she still still got paid what three dollars and thirteen cents. Uh, but all of that money that you're getting from the DoorDash, explain people what you're doing with it. Yeah, so you know, naturally, I did it for a workout, but then it is a job as well. You know, people do this for a career. Then maybe not necessarily on a bike. Most people do it in a car. It, it is whenever I deliver to someone with pulling up on my bike, they kind of give me a weird look probably has to do with me having a giant GoPro on my head as well. But uh, yeah, you do rack up some money, especially during lunch rush. Um, I can pull probably 50 to $70 just in a couple hours span. And uh, wow. it just kind of accumulates. And, you know, I was looking at the bank statement one weekend and I had like over $200 in it. And I was like, I feel like I can do something with this. And I kind of thought back to, you know, when I go on a delivery and what I would see and I see kind of a need in the city. Um, seeing it from that perspective on the bike, you know, I, I didn't really see that before just driving into work and driving back home, but, you know, being on that ground level and going through the streets and the alleys, uh, you really get to see some of the, uh, not as pleasant parts of Cincinnati. And, uh, I felt like just a little bit of money that I was racking up could go help to a bigger cause and, uh, certainly filming it, uh, struck a chord with some people as well. And me donating, uh, the food that I would buy with that money. Um, it's really turned into something more than I can even imagine. I mean, just today, I've just been cycling through different DMs of uh, local restaurants that are reaching out to me and wanting to support this cause as well. And I've even had people Venmo uh, this, their own money. Wow. I think just just a couple hours ago, I had reached over like two hundred dollars on in my Venmo account. That's like it's like a whole whole week of DoorDash right there just saved me. Now I can go out and uh, use that money to even grow this little idea that I've had. Yeah, uh, even more so. Well, I mean, Gold Star, what Chili there, you know, which is the uh, competitor with Skyline, uh, yeah. what donated two hundred meals, right? To what that you can distribute to whomever you want. I mean, that's part of it too, right? I mean, it it is. We're not. This is really catching fire. It was smoke a little bit with a little bit of spark. Now it's it's kind of catching fire, and I'm not even sure you admit the cause of fire, right? <laughs> it hasn't even been a week since I've posted. What to say? Yeah, today's Friday. It has it has been actually a week today since I posted the first video. Wow! And all of a sudden, I have probably over 
Yeah, like you said, Gold Star is offering 250 meals. Uh, Skyline uh, itself is, got a little bit on the action, and I'm in works with them, and they're wanting to get in on it as well. So we might have a little bit of a battle of the chilies uh, one weekend if we can give away some some chili there. But, uh, yeah, it's it's like I said, it's taking it way further than I even expected. I was just hoping to make you know a couple of videos, uh, people to relax at the end of the day, enjoy it, and uh, certainly turn into something more and – I don't think I would have wanted it any other way. Hey, Drew, though, you know, I don't want to get sappy here, but uh, it is, it, has it struck you even in a week that uh, some people are pretty nice? You know what I mean? I mean, they they understand there's a cause there. I mean, obviously, there's some celeb involved, even with people who get involved with you, but the, their willingness to get involved, I mean, this is just going to get bigger in my, you know, the way I figured it out here. I hope you're Hope you you've uh, packed a few extra tires on there, but uh, uh, not spare tires, but you know tires for your tires for your bike. I'm gonna get that in a minute. But uh, uh, is it intriguing you already that the humankind, man, they do like to help in one form or fashion, right? Oh, for sure. And yeah, like you mentioned, the celebrity. I mean, certainly being a bingle, I think that helps um, gain some more notoriety. I doubt if I wasn't, this would have been this probably wouldn't been as big of a thing. Certainly not as quickly. Um, yeah. I think even back to the college days, uh, people viewing my bottle flip videos, I probably would have just been another dude on the internet, but no, I was in Ohio state Buckeye doing bottle flips. And so that certainly has helped, I feel like promote this for sure. And, and that's something I feel like I kind of owe as having this platform, you know, being able to do something like that. And, uh, and yeah, people are great. Um, certainly, certainly not the meshes I feel like is putting out there nowadays, but just from the little bit that I've seen and re and the reactions that I've had to this, um, I've really seen a different side of what I think most people view humanity is at the moment. And people really do want to give back. Like I said, complete strangers that are putting uh, complete trust in me to be able to use the money they've sent me on Venmo to go do something for a greater cause. And, you know, they, they don't want any part of it. They don't, they don't want their name mentioned or nothing. They just want to help support this cause because, they know it's going to help humankind in, uh, in some ways, shape or form. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, people are great, especially when you give them a chance like this. And, uh, yeah, who knows what it's going to turn into. Here's what's going to happen. A couple, three weeks from now, you're going to become the CEO of Chrisman Enterprises. Uh, you order, we deliver. Uh, just like you're punting last year, the way you delivered. Most a little segue, but I'm not to the segue yet. Um, that's just a hint of the segue. You know, exit coming, I guess, two miles. Uh, but you'll be the CEO and then you'll be sitting on your fat butt, you know, and getting out of shape while you're directing other, like Joe Burrow and these other guys to deliver, right? Is that the dream? So having, having Joe Burrow working for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's doing a pretty good job right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I I'm missing. He, I don't think he'll be hurting for money anytime soon. And uh, he's that doing awesome. Anyway, it would be, it would be funny kind of flip, you know, turn around a little bit, but, uh, I think there's a lot of guys in the locker room that are doing similar things like that as well. And you mentioned Joe Burrow. He's got a whole – I think he's got some kind of charity he does yeah. um, with some people. And uh, Sam Hubbard, another guy that I think does some stuff. We got a couple guys. The locker room is a phenomenal. I think that is another reason why I'm not super scared to, like, put myself out there like this as well because there's other guys in the same exact locker room that are doing other things that are uh, benefiting the community as well. Yeah, I was going to say, the NFL applauds this, you know. I mean, they – they they like to put his this puts a good face on the NFL. Let's put it that away. I wanted to ask you this: uh, Do you have a range limit, meaning not money wise? Do you have a range limit uh, on a delivery? 
So if you put it as bicycle on the app, I think it maxes it out at three miles. Um, but it's that's three miles linear. I don't think yeah. the uh, the map really takes into account the ups and downs. And uh, hilly Cincinnati is is very is a very big thing. And so I've learned to stay closer to downtown. Every now and then, like we mentioned, we go to Kentucky or whatnot, get a nice little sweat going. But if it's if it's further than two miles away, I make sure to save that order for the end of the day. Get one last little uh, sweat in before I call it. But uh, yeah, if you, if you take the wrong order, accidentally hit the wrong order, and you're you're biking that way, you might be you might be done for a couple of days. You're gonna be you're gonna be pretty sore. Yeah, you know. And let's get to this real quick. You know, you were like you said, like you pointed out a little bit, you were known for your off-field activities, uh, the flipping, et cetera, although you did a lot of that on the field. And I was going to say this was an off-field thing, but no, it happened on the field when you proposed. And thankfully, thank goodness she she said yes. And now y'all have a little kid, right? I mean, uh, life's going pretty good, so to speak, right? Yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, thankfully she said yes, or yeah, I might not have uh, finished as a Buckeye. Yeah. Um, the transfer portal might've been, uh, the next closest thing I would have found after that stadium that day. Um, but yeah, it worked out now we got married and so that worked out as well. And, uh, my little one just had her first birthday just four days ago, actually. So, um, yeah, it's, it's I'm very blessed. And I think that's another thing that what made me want to, you know, be able to get back a little bit, just kind of look at my own life, like. Um, I certainly wouldn't have got to this point without a helping hand. And, you know, that's something I want to be able to do for somebody else as well in some little or great way that I can. All right. Let's take your uh, journey to the NFL to us. Finally, a starting punter in the NFL. You got signed by the uh, Cincinnati Bengals in 2021, right? I'm a free agent. Uh, mm -hmm. Didn't get drafted. You're thinking, boy, I'm just getting, I'm going to wow them. I'm going to, I'm going to punt punts they've never seen before. And I'm going to be on their roster. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm Ray Guy, 25 years in the league or whatever it was from Southern Mississippi. I remember watching him punt as a youngster, but I digress. Um, didn't work out that way, right? I mean, it's like, it's, let's just go through a lit litany. Give, give, give me the litany now. You sign with the Bengals, you get put on the practice squad, I think, and you get cut because to move you around, they've got to wave you or whatever. I mean, they're okay. Explain to people what all you went through up until you signed this latest contract, what, in December of last year? Am I, do I have that right? November. I think it was about November. No, end of November, yeah. Yeah, and then you became the starting punter for the Bengals. But explain to people what you went through in a nutshell. It's It's been in a nutshell. It's been a ride. It's been a ride. I'll try to keep it as short as possible. It's hard to – it's hard to do that because it's been a ride. I like how you keep people like, like you keep throwing all those puns in there. You flip, but <laughs> flipping, it's been flip a ride. ride. Now go ahead. Yeah. So that first year, 2021, um, yeah, didn't get drafted. Got picked up by the Bengals, thankfully, hometown team. Um, it couldn't have worked out any better. Like, this is perfect. Get hurt before training camp. Don't get really a chance to compete. And so I don't the last film that I have is senior season of college. No NFL team wants to see your college tape. You know, especially after you've already been, yeah, they want they want to see, you know, preseason NFL tape to really prove that you can start that week. They need uh, a replacement for their punter. Yeah. So I'm on the practice. Luckily, the Bengals signed me. They kept they liked me enough to sign me on the practice squad. I think I'm cut, you know, two or three weeks later because they need an extra tight end for that week for that game. Somebody being something in practice or the, the week before. And 
that happened five or six times. Um, so I had, I had been fired from the NFL probably five or six times before they, before even the first year had even come to a close on my rookie season. Um, fortunately, I signed a futures deal, came back this following year. This time got to compete. Um, so I was able to get some fresh preseason film. Again, the Bengals uh, liked me enough to keep me on the, the roster. And they actually kept me throughout the first half of the season. Um, the starting punter had some struggles. Uh, he's 14 years and at this point. I mean, he's he's a phenomenal punter. Kevin Hubert, yeah. you know, Cincinnati legend. Um, I think just, yeah, just kind of fatigue on his leg after so long had kind of gotten to him. So they gave a chance to the, uh, the younger, fresher, you know, I guess second year in, but really rookie at this point. And I got to finish off the remainder of the season and, and it was the best time I've ever had. I mean, like I said, I mean, playing for the hometown team, I couldn't have imagined anything better. And, and yeah, everybody's got their own journey to get to that point, be able to crack through the, the roster. Some people not even years further from what I even had to deal with. I've heard some stories where guys bounce around, you know, different leagues, go to the CFL and everything like that. So I was honestly fortunate to even get to that point just after two years. So, um, but it's, it's different. It's not college. I mean, it's, it's a job. You really get yeah. to see that side of it. Um, you know, there's no more, you know, scholarships and you're guaranteed to be back the next year and all of that. And, um, it's, it's a different side, but, uh, same time, they, they pay you a, a king's ransom to play a kid's game. So you just got to enjoy it. Stay stay in as long as possible because it's certainly not forever. NFL, not for long. So, Yeah, and as, as much as you wanted to break through and get that job, there's somebody wanting to break through and get your job, right? I mean, that's what you're talking about. I mean, it is show up. What have you done for me lately kind of league? I mean, uh, to, to, you know, you left out one little segue in there, though, too. You got signed by the Steelers at one point, right, during – did you actually go to Pittsburgh? Did you actually end up in was, Pittsburgh for a couple of weeks? Or, or I was in Pittsburgh for I think it was about four days. Um, it was during there was still a COVID scare, and yeah, uh, there was a little bit of a bug going around their locker room, and so they brought me back. They brought me to the practice squad. Uh, they had a Thursday night game, so I think I got signed on like Sunday after their game. So I was there for literally four days. And then cut the next day immediately after after their guy had no issues with uh, getting COVID or anything. But uh, yeah, that's just yeah, that's just another funny thing that can happen. You can be on one team one week, and then the next one you could be playing against them uh, the following week. It's just it's just funny. It's just how everything works out. That that that's that's really nuts. How do you keep your sanity though? I mean, because you want to put your best foot forward. Pardon another pun. You want to put your <laughs> best foot forward. Uh, you want to get that shot. You do you feel like you almost have to be perfect, uh, you know, in practice every day? I mean, you know, when you're on the practice squad, it just how do you how do you deal with the the same sanity part of that? Yeah, it can get to that point because at this level, I mean, everything is just to the just the finest detail, and uh, yeah, I think you just got to trust in yourself. And uh, luckily, I'm I'm surrounded by a great support system. Uh, I'm still living back at home. I'm driving home to Lawrenceburg, uh, Indiana, which is a half hour away from Cincinnati every day. The town, the you know, the hometown that I grew up in. So yeah. surrounded by a bunch of friends and family that I've known my entire life. And so, you know, having the having their support, no matter what happens, thick and thin. Uh, plus, yeah, my own personal family, my wife and, you know, now my daughter I've had for the last year. Um, coming home to them every day, it doesn't matter if it was a good or bad day. Uh, you know, always in the day off, off right with them. So, 
uh, that's been a huge, huge blessing in, in, in my life for sure. And has definitely kept, kept me a little sane in the, uh, the insane uh, business that I am in. So, All right. Let's talk about it real quick. You finally get your shot to be the punter for the Cincinnati Bengals. AFC wildcard playoffs Sunday. No, excuse me. Yeah. Sunday uh, uh, versus Baltimore. No, excuse me. Yeah. Was that Baltimore? Was that, was that a playoff game? I'm trying to remember. January the 8th. That was a final regular season game, right? Final regular season game was Baltimore at home. The first yeah. playoff game was also Baltimore, Baltimore. at home. Okay. Uh, the the final regular season game, you, you punted seven times, averaged 51.7 yards per punt. You had a net average that day of uh, 50.6 yards. The next week against at Baltimore, you have, it was at Baltimore, right? Playoff no, both, both times were at both home. Both times yeah. home, that's right. You, averaged, you had three punts, 50.3 yard average, uh, 41.7 net. Uh, my point is, do you? How do you ask this? In other words, you look at golfers. You've got a big. You've got a big moment to break through and get a win. You know what I mean? And you, some guys put it together. Some guys don't. Do you feel like you stepped up to the challenge and proved your worth? You understand what I'm saying? Meaning, this is why I should be the starting punter for the Cincinnati Bengals. Did, did it feel like that after the playoffs this last year? Yeah, I think. I've always looked forward to the bigger games. Um, I think that comes back to even the college days. Yeah. Um, shoot, every game was a big game. You know, if we lost one game, all of a sudden it seems like our season's over and just how <laughs> that's just how college works nowadays, you know, because we were competing for the national championship, you know, every year. Even got to play in the national championship, my last ever college game. We didn't win, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, the, the lights weren't that, you know, the lights were bright, but, I, you know, I've been in that spotlight before and I knew I was able to perform under those conditions. And, uh, yeah, I always enjoy, you know, you just have a little more, more juice that day, knowing it's a big game. There's a lot on the line. And uh, plus uh, playing Baltimore, uh, Malik the Freak Harrison, uh, who I knew very well, uh, my class of 2016, yeah. he was a uh, punt rushing that day. So, you know, I, I had to show out for him and make sure he actually got close a couple of times on a couple of those punts. Very, very close finger fingertip length. And he would have maybe got a finger on one of those. But uh, um, so I had to show out for him a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's I enjoy those moments. I look forward to those for sure. Do you do you now do you sit here now? Do you feel is there a sense of confidence going forward now that you're the punter for the Cincinnati Bengals? You understand what I'm saying? Meaning. Can you ever, you want to feel that way, but you don't ever want to take it for granted, right? So where's that fine line, you know? Well, you certainly can't get comfortable at this at this level. Um, even after you have a, you know, moderate amount of success, like you said, it's always, what have you done for me lately? And uh, even if you're, even if there's not a guy, you know, you're competing with directly, there's always, there's always a hundred guys that are out there knocking on the door and, you know, if you're not getting it done that week, you know, coach is going to be looking for somebody, somebody else. So, um, yeah, you certainly, you certainly can't relax in this business. I mean, every, every week is, is a new job interview in a way. So, uh, it certainly keeps you on your toes and, uh, makes you always striving to be the best, uh, punter or just, you know, player that you can be. Yeah. Uh, what always impressed me about you is you, you kind of had the, almost like the, the makings of an Australian rules type punter, but you were from uh, LaSalle High School, 
and uh, Lawrenceburg, uh, Indiana. Uh, uh, but Ohio State has become punter you, hadn't it, in the last couple of years? I mean, with you and who's who, who's the fellow I'm thinking of from Australia? <laughs> Cameron. Jesse. Cameron, yeah. Or Je yeah, Jesse's there now. He's doing a great yeah. job. Um, I registered under Cameron, so that yes. could have been the Australian mix that I had in a way. Uh, my first two years, basically, I was doing the Australian style, but you know, as an American, so that yeah. was that was an interesting uh, adaptment. But I think it made me a better better punter for it. And you know, just the more that you can do makes you more versatile. And luckily, I was athletic enough to get away with that. And then obviously, they go back to an Australian with Jesse and. You know, he's killing it and, and lighting it up. So, um, yeah, even with how few uh, Ohio State does punt, um, you know, we certainly try to make the most of it. And because I think we know, you know, we, if we get one punt in a game, that might be the only time. Uh, you know, you could score on the next seven possessions. That's very, very likely and, and most likely, actually, most games that would happen as a uh, Buckeye. So, yeah. Exactly. By the way, you know, Jim Trussell uh, said the biggest play in football is the punt or the most important play in football is the punt. The guy who preceded uh, Luke Fickle and Urban Meyer and uh, and then John Wiltz, a uh, big time coach from way back in the 20s. I used to make fun of Trussell about it. And he took me in his office one time and he pulled out John Wiltz's book. And there was a whole chapter there. The most important play in football is the punt. So he was kind of stuck, you know, and I'm just going. No, the most important play of football is any touchdown. But, you know, we got into a little bit of a spat there, but it was it was pretty funny. But last thing, Drew, well, you, you keep tabs, obviously, with Ohio State, right? I mean, what is it like being two years out and going on three? Uh, and like you were talking about a while ago, about Mick Marotti being your ear right now, making you do something, flip a tire or something, right? Um, although the specialist, he was probably a little more gentle. No, I'm just messing with you. But what do you, what do you miss most about college that – Wow. And you kind of go, I can go back and do that for a couple more years. If you didn't have a wife, you know, and daughter, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, what do I miss the most, man? I mean, like I talked about, you know, you know, the NFL is different. You certainly see the business side of it. Um, yeah. I think our locker room is about as close as you can get at this level. Uh, maybe it's because there's a lot of Buckeyes on the team and, you know, we kind of saw that brotherhood firsthand while we were at Ohio state and, um, so it could be something like that, but it's it's a different feeling, you know, when you're at, you're sitting next to a locker buddy you had all through training camp, and then you know after one preseason game that locker's empty, and it's just like, oh man, it's just like a culture shock, just reality, like you know that I could be gone the next week. This is yeah. not forever. I cannot get comfortable. So you always kind of have that in the back of your head. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what, some things I don't miss though. I do remember my first year removed from Ohio State. Uh, waking up in the middle of winter and then I'm waking up at eight, nine o'clock, you know, slept in a little bit and I scroll over my phone and I see Matt drill video from the, uh, the day that literally that morning, probably a couple hours before already getting, um, you know, uploaded to Twitter. I'm like, some of those workouts I do not miss. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy my, my very lackadaisical biking around town now as, as my cardio instead of, uh, killing myself at six in the morning. But yeah. uh, I mean, some of those moments though, you, you're going to remember forever and you're always going to have that with those guys. So I'm glad I went through it, but uh, some, some of that stuff we had to do was, was borderline insanity for sure. Yeah. Who says workouts can't be fun and profitable, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, Drew Chrisman, man, boy, I appreciate you joining the Tim May show, man. And uh, uh, I knew that this would be fun. And number two, you were always one of the more creative guys ever to come through. 
yet you had this ability to win to win kind of like cornered if that's not if that's the right term to look totally sane man that's what you've got going for you as a as a punter i mean that's the edge you've got in that realm do you know that yeah i think that's just uh, as a Me? i didn't do anything go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> no no you're good um i think you gotta have that as a specialist um because our job is just so i mean it happens in fractions of a second i mean yeah. you go out there for one play and you got three seconds to operate and then you're jogging back off the field so you know if you're not able to just click it in and lock it in for that one second you know you're you're kind of a mess and um i think with that kind of high pressure and more mental than physical toll that you really have you kind of got to have an outlet um to you know de-stress a little bit so you're not as tense in that moment and i've always found you know being that creative and you know creating a video or just doing other just random things off the field has always kind of helped me uh decompress in a way and uh yeah, i've really enjoyed doing that lately and i feel like it has made me even a better punter and you know player in general so yeah tell me this though you know obviously you watched the playoff game against georgia it came down to a field goal attempt uh 50 yards is no is no uh chip shot uh like you just said, you may be on the field a total of like 40 seconds in a game, but every time it matters, you were the holder, you know. Uh, what did you feel right there in that moment for for Ruggles and his group? Uh, it's a tough spot to be put in. I mean, that's I, – I, I don't think we were really ever put in that kind of situation right. when I was in college. I mean, that is a special position. Um, you know, certainly, you know, you kind of dream about that as a kicker, but when then, when then it actually happens, you're like, and like you said, in 40 seconds, that moment could completely gone. And all of a sudden, you know, the rest is history and you have no way to go back and change it. And uh, I think he, he was killing it up to that up to that moment in the game, too. And I knew I knew immediately after that, though, um, I knew kind of what the aftermath was going to look like. Um, it, was, it was unfortunate, but just that's kind of the nature of the job as a kicker um because i'd kind of seen it firsthand with uh durbin if you yeah. remember back in the uh fiesta bowl the first yeah. time we played clemson he missed a couple of field goals and <sighs> college football fans are crazy especially ohio state fans you love them and uh and they're very passionate and you know they, they wear their heart on the sleeves and i just i just was kind of just hoping you know he, he was able to kind of let some of that stuff roll off of him and and I've never met the guy personally, but just from the interactions I've seen him have with other guys and talking to other guys, he seems like he had a good, good head on his shoulder. So I think he'll be just fine. And one kick doesn't determine, uh, you know, a player for sure. I know that's probably people might look back on his whole career and just think about that kick, but he's a heck of a kicker. And I, I think he's going to be successful in whatever he ends up doing. And I hope that's what people really remember him for. So. Before you go though, let me ask you this though, for the, the guy who's always taken for granted in those situations is the holder because, you know, everybody can see the deep snap. And then the next thing you look for is the kick. How tough, how tough, because you, do you still hold? I don't even know. I didn't even. Yeah. For the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how tough is that job? Knowing, you know, you saw what happened to Tony Romo a long time ago, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. uh, they never got back to that spot. You know, the, the Cowboys, uh, how, how just like, zoned in are you in a moment like that too you know what i mean the holder who's sort of the he's considered the kick tee you know what i mean i mean really how zoned in are you uh after you've done it so many times you almost don't even think about it um like i said but you, you got to a little bit right you don't you want to take it, for it in yeah you yeah. can't you can't be thinking about some random thing off the field 
but yeah, time and repetition, you almost, you almost, it's just, you know, muscle memory at this point, but certainly as a job, as a holder, you want to be almost invisible. You almost want to not even think that he's out there. Um, Cause most of the time that a holder ever gets mentioned is a Tony Romo kind of situation. So yeah. you definitely, you definitely don't want to, you just want to be invisible, go out there. People don't even know that you're really on the field and come off and, you know, you know, that's how you know you did your job. Uh, I think the same thing kind of as a long snapper, you know, if people don't notice you're on the field, that means you're doing something right. So yeah. Um, yeah leave all the attention to the kicker. Um, I certainly don't, you know, you want to try to make their job as easy as possible because in my opinion, they certainly have the hardest job uh, of the specialists and just, uh, you know, the kind of pressure that can get put on those guys. I'm glad I, I'm glad I have a, a great seat for that and not actually uh, having to kick that ball through the, those, uh, those yellow uprights. So, yeah. Hey, last question. I know I always say, but I always, that's my calling card. I always ask 10 more, but this is the last one. The most unusual thing for a, a meal or whatever you have delivered so far is what? Most unusual meal. Uh, I like the way well, you were trying to carry all the water bottles. I was going to say I would, that, that brought an intent. I brought, that's the first thing I would say, but uh, it's actually probably one of the first grocery store visits. So if you didn't know, you can you can uh, get go to some Walgreens or dollar store and you can have your DoorDasher basically go shop for you. We have a debit card and they load up the points on the debit card. So when they go check out, you're just you're just using whatever they loaded up on the card, whatever the order was. So one of my first ones ever um, was actually a pregnancy test. And I was like, oh, man, I don't even know where this I had to get. I had to go ask like the clerk, like, where is this at? Obviously, we have a child, uh, but my wife, you know, she's always dealt with that. But I was like, this is this makes sense. I was like, if you're going to have someone go pick something up for you, it's either going to be, you know, snacks or something you don't want to have to go pick up yourself. So, yeah, um, wow. luckily we got the pregnancy test to them. I hope whatever they were hoping for, it worked out. And maybe I showed somebody they were pregnant or something. So wow. You played a hand, man. Played a hand and created a baby in a way. Yeah. I'm going to call them order six bags of ice and see how you deal with that. <laughs> That'd be a good workout. There you yeah. go. I appreciate well, the good thing workout. is by, by, by the time you get there, it'll be half gone. It'll be a lot lighter, you know, the way I look at it. But anyway. That's, that's true. Yeah. Hey, Drew Christman, thanks for joining me, my man. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, you ever down my way, man, I might I might end up having to order something. I mean, you know, have any of your fellow players pulled, pulled any pranks on you yet? Have they tried to get you? Uh, not yet. I From really so ordering. We're on this uh, summer break right now, so most of them are out of town. There's really only a handful of us in town. Uh, I did get an order from the stadium the other day. It was from one of our ladies in the business office. Yes, yeah, saw that. So that was kind of funny to pull up to, you know, kind of my work world's colliding there. And she was like, what is going on? I don't think she had seen <laughs> the video yet, but uh, she's very aware of it now. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I get a couple of orders from the guys when they get back in town. So. Gotcha. Well, Drew Chrisman, man, thanks for joining me. And ladies and gentlemen, until next week for the Tim May Show, we'll see you then.